Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. Uh, so for this episode and the next three episodes, we have guest readers. Uh, and they are actually the only readers uh, in the episode. I won't be saying anything except right now uh, and the end, probably. Uh, but I, uh, there are people I know who live in England, and they were actually pretty excited to help out with this project. Uh, so they went ahead and recorded these four episodes on their own. And uh, yeah, they, the, obviously the audio quality is going to be a little bit different. Uh, but more importantly, their accents are different than mine. So if you are British of any kind, English, Irish, Scottish, Welsh, uh, their accents will probably feel a bit more comforting to you than my ridiculous American accent. Uh, so here we go with... Chris and his first episode. Good evening, Word Nerds. My name is Chris. I'm in the UK. I'm from the UK, as you can probably tell. I know Spencer uh, through my wife Kate, who's from Chicago. Hey! There she is. And I really love words, so I'm absolutely looking forward to doing this. Um, I have a slight lisp, so apologies for any um, lazy S sounds. Okay, our first word is a miss in its first meaning. It's an adverb from the 13th century. Meaning 1a, in a mistaken way, synonymous with wrongly. For example, if you think he is guilty, you judge amiss. 1b, astray, as in something had gone amiss. And the second meaning in this sense is in a faulty way, imperfectly. Our second version of amiss is an adjective. This adjectival version is from the 14th century. It means 1, not being in accordance with right order. 2, faulty or imperfect. Three, out of place in given circumstances, usually used with a negative. For example, a few remarks may not be amiss here. Our next word is amitosis. It's a noun, New Latin, um, via French, uh, from 1894. It's about cell division. <laughs> For those cell division fans out there. Cell division by simple... <laughs> Cell division by simple cleavage of the nucleus and division of the cytoplasm without spindle formation or appearance of chromosomes. Uh, so sorry, anyone who enjoys spindle formation. <laughs> As you can tell, I giggled with the word cleavage there. Uh, amitotic is an adjective linked to that, and amitotically is the linked adverb. There we go. I'm still grinning. Our next word is amitriptyline. Amitriptyline. Uh, comes from amino and tritophan, uh, a tricyclic aromatic antidepressant drug, C20H23N, for those of you who love chemistry, used in the form of its hydrochloride salt. Our next word is amitrol. Amitrol. Um, this comes from around 1960, a systemic herbicide, C2H4N4, used in areas other than food croplands. Croplands isn't a word you come across much. Next word, amity. Uh, plural amities, of course. From Middle English, amite, French, um, amite, and so on and so forth. Uh, originally from Latin amicus for friend. Uh, this stems from the 15th century. It means friendship, especially friendly relations between nations. That's very lyrical. Friendly relations between nations. That's amity. And now we move on to amateur. 
uh, from ampere and meter, as in something that measures uh, something. From 1882, an instrument for measuring electric current, especially in amperes. Our next word is amine. A-double-M-I-N-E, amine. Um, as in linked to ammonia. This one's from 1897. It's a molecule of ammonia as it exists in a coordination complex. Uh, for example, hexammonine cobalt chloride. Oh, blimmin' heck. CONH36Cl3, for those of you listening along at home. <laughs> in its second meaning, it is a compound that contains an amine. There we go. Next word is ammo. Unsurprisingly, this noun is uh, formed by shortening and altering ammunition. It stems from about 1911, so just predating the First World War. Next word, ammonia. From New Latin, sal ammoniacus. Uh, literally the salt of ammon. From the Greek, ammoniacus of ammon. And so on and so forth. Uh, stems all the way back to ammon. An Egyptian god near whose temple at the Siwa oasis it was extracted. This one stems from 1789, so I guess that's around the time um, Napoleon was thrusting into Egypt. Uh, meaning one, a pungent, colourless, gaseous, alkaline compound of nitrogen and hydrogen, NH3, that is very soluble in water and can easily be condensed to a liquid by cold and pressure. Two, Second meaning, ammonia water. There we go. Uh, we then have the next word, ammoniac. This stems originally from French and Greek. Again, it's linked to ammon. This is from the 15th century. The aromatic gum resin of a southwest Asian herb. Durima, the Latin name, Durima ammoniacum. Durima ammoniacum of the carrot family, used as, as an expectorant and stimulant and in plasters. We then have ammoniacal, also ammoniac or ammoniac. Uh, this comes from about 1646. And unsurprisingly, this is an adjective of relating to, containing or resembling ammonia. Moving swiftly on, next word is ammoniate. Um, it's a transitive verb. Uh, from around 1928. Its first meaning is to combine or impregnate with ammonia or an ammonium compound. Its second meaning is to subject to ammonification. And that also gives us the word ammoniation, um, which is, of course, the noun version of that process. Next up, ammonia water. It's a noun from 1852, and unsurprisingly, it is a water solution of ammonia. Predictably, here we have ammonification. This one comes from 1886. The act or process of ammoniating. Also, second meaning, decomposition with production of ammonia or ammonium compounds, especially by the action of bacteria on nitrogenous organic matter. See also, ammonify the verb. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed that word, nerds. Cheerio. Thank you very much, Chris, for that lovely reading of one quarter of page 41. And uh, that will end this episode. Looking forward to hearing your next episode. I've already heard it, but the people haven't. So they are looking forward to hearing it. And until next time, this is Spencer and Chris reading the dictionary. Thank you and goodbye.